Open Your Heart by Madonna was the fourth single from the singer's third album, True Blue. Now, that album has sold in excess of 25 million copies to date, and only the Immaculate Collection has sold more for her. At the time of Open Your Heart's release, everything Madonna touched turned to platinum, and it's her 10th highest ranking single on the Billboard Top 100 charts. The song is particularly memorable for its video shot in Los Angeles by fashion photographer Jean-Baptiste Mondino, who incidentally shot videos such as Justify My Love, Don't Tell Me in Hollywood. It's the first time we see Madonna in the famous Basque, and it's particularly notable for being banned from MTV because of a flash of the singer's nipple. It co-stars child actor Felix Howard, and it's reminiscent of Bob Fosse's work with Liza Minnelli. Madonna even wears a Liza-style wig at the start of the video, which is also her first to feature homoerotic imagery. But, as before, I'm here to discuss the music, including the song's origin and its recording, and also play you some things you may never have heard before. I chose this song because it's notable for being written for another artist before being passed to Madonna, who then changed the lyrics a little. But I hadn't been aware until, well, only a few days ago that the song's beginning would be the subject of so much intrigue, with the two writers giving very different accounts of not only how the song was created, but how it got to Madonna. In fact, the story is as bizarre as it is interesting. So sit back, hold tight, watch out, and get ready to go inside the groove. Thank you to everyone who's been helping to make this podcast a success. My name is Edward Russell, and I am a lifelong fan of Madonna. I love her music, but I also really enjoy analysing it and giving what I hope is positive criticism. Now, a few of you have contacted me about the previous episode, which discussed Vogue, and asked why I didn't mention the song's reference to Malcolm McLaren's Deep in Vogue. Well, the truth is that I don't think it does. Deep in Vogue is certainly an homage to MFSB's Love is the Message, and of course it's about the Vogue dancing, but that's about as close as it gets. Unlike Madonna's song, which is about dancing and escapism, Malcolm McLaren's song is actually about the New York club scene and its origins and popularity. But I will tell you an interesting fact that connects the two. The name of the female singer who performs Deep in Vogue, well, she's called Lourdes. Open Your Heart is one of my all-time favorite Madonna songs. It's certainly top 10, possibly even top 5. I love it because it's equally a rock song as it is a synth-pop song. And I love everything around it, the imagery, the video, the dance routine in the video, and the live performances that she did for both the Who's That Girl tour in 1987 and, of course, 1990's Blonde Ambition are really, really standout moments of each show. If you don't look at anything else, then go onto YouTube and look at the performance from Who's That Girl, it opens the concert and it is absolutely sublime and the way that she dances and sings so well is a testament to her talent. Now, the song was written by two writers, Gardner Cole and Peter Raffleson, and over the years they've both given interviews uh, where they've given their account of how the song was written and how it eventually ended up finding its way to Madonna and of course becoming the big hit that we know today. Now, there are some consistencies in their story, but there are also some really strong contradictions where they say completely different things, and I really don't know which one to believe. 
I really wanted to bring you the true story of Open Your Heart, but instead, I'm going to have to give you the two stories with all the evidence that I can find and leave it to you to decide which is the best, how should we put it, recollection of something that happened 35 years ago. First up, let's look at Gardner Cole, who's done a couple of interviews. One was for a book called The Billboard Book of Number Ones, and the other was for the Madonna Tribe website quite some time ago now. But his recollection is quite similar for both of the accounts. He states that he wrote the song with Peter Raffleson and that normally they wrote songs really quickly, but this particular song was something they worked on for about a year. The song was originally called Follow Your Heart, which was also the name of a local health food store in Canoga Park, California, where they both lived. And the song was inspired by a waitress that worked there called Lisa that Gardner was in love with. They decided that the song would be perfect for Cindy Lauper, and they recorded a demo with Jason Sheff, who was the um, lead singer of Chicago, having replaced Peter Cetera a few years earlier. Now, Gardner says that he'd already submitted a song for Madonna, but it was rejected. It was called Motor City Girl. Now, his manager, Bennett Freed, worked for the same management company as Madonna's manager, Freddie DeMann. Freddie overheard Open Your Heart and thought, hmm, this could be good for Madonna. But in order for it to be considered, he wanted it to be recut with a female vocalist. So Gardner went ahead and re-recorded the song with his girlfriend Donna Delory, and the song was resubmitted and, well, accepted. And when I read these interviews, it kind of made sense, but it also confused me, because about 10 years ago, I remember a version of the song leaking onto the internet, and I've tracked it down, and this is what it sounds like. Now, you can find this version quite freely on YouTube. Go and check it out yourself. So that's Peter Raffleson singing. And the story about how he created this demo and uh, how it ended up with Madonna is also on YouTube. Um, check it out uh, on his own Raffleson Media Corporation um, YouTube account. Uh, a little search will bring it to you and it's definitely worth listening to. I'm gonna paraphrase it because it's quite in depth um, and it's definitely worth listening to yourself. But basically he explains how he'd been planning to write a song for Cindy Lauper or Cindy Lauper um, for quite some time. Um, this was 1980. But he didn't have access to a studio or a way of recording the song that he had. Now, what happened is a car crashed outside his house. Uh, somebody jumped out saying, can you help me? I'm trying to sell typewriters and I need your help because I've crashed my car. He said, um, I can't help you because I'm writing a song for Cindy Lauper. The person who'd crashed the car said, well, that's really interesting because I can get Cindy Lauper to hear your song. And Peter said, if you do that, I will give you a percentage of the songwriting. Um, in the end, he couldn't get the song to Cindy, but he did get Peter access to a studio. And as we discussed with the recording of Vogue last week, studios were very expensive at the time. So Peter got into a studio and over a period managed to record a demo, presumably uh, this demo that we're listening to right now. Lord, 
Anyway, um, so one night when he'd finished the demo and was leaving with the cassette, he saw somebody in the lobby with a reel-to-reel tape, and he said, what's that tape? What are you doing with that? And the guy said, well, we're new songwriters, and we're getting this off to a new artist. And he said, can I add my song to it? And they said, no. So he apparently broke into the studios that night and dubbed his song onto the end of their tape. Um, I'm not quite sure how, if it was already in reception. But there you go, that's how it got to Madonna. To cut a very long story short, um, eventually he found out that the song that was cut for Madonna was Open Your Heart. Um, It's very confusing because at one point he said that the album was about to come out and the next he says that the album had been released. But I've tried to make sense of it slightly. Um, Whatever happened next, he seemed to have a debate with Madonna's management and was able to bargain with them by uh, calling their bluff and agreed that um, he would have a percentage of the song that he clearly wrote. Now, he says that Madonna changed a few lines, um, which is fair enough, and he was happy to give her that percentage. Now, if you listen to that demo and then listen to the Madonna song, if that's the case, she really did change more than a few lines. It's really much more developed. Um, And although the the original song that Peter has recorded is great, Madonna definitely took it to a new level. And obviously with Patrick Lennon's production as well, it sounds considerably better. So I don't really know what to believe there. It's, it's, It's a very odd story. But you know what? That doesn't mean it's not true. And um, who can say? I I shall leave it for you guys to work out. One thing that's worth noting, however, is that Gardner Cole's story is corroborated by Donna DeLore. Now, if you don't know the name Donna DeLore, she became a backup singer and dancer for Madonna, um, as well as performing on a few of her records, was involved in pretty much all of the tours between Who's That Girl and the Confessions Tour in 2006. So she's a trusted source. She agrees that she did sing that version of um, Open Your Heart that went to Madonna. Indeed, she cites that as the start of the route towards becoming Madonna's backup singer and dancer, so there's no reason not to believe her version of the entire account. Then there is that demo by Peter Raffleson, which, you know, sounds very much like it was recorded around the time, and, you know, it would make a lot of sense. One thing that doesn't make any sense at all in the interview with Peter Raffleson is he claims that it was him that introduced Madonna's team to Jean-Baptiste Mondino, who, of course, directed the video for Open Your Heart. Now that's perfectly possible, of course, but having said that, the year previously, Mondino had won um, hugely at the MTV Music Awards uh, for Video of the Year, Best Direction, Best Art Direction and Best Cinema Photography, and that was for Don Healy's The Boys of Summertime video. So chances are Warner Bros and the people behind Madonna were already aware of him. Uh, The thing that's really weird is uh, Raffleson then claims that the video stars a young Leonardo DiCaprio, and of course it's not, it's Felix Howard, and that's pretty well documented. Now, I have reached out to both Gardner and to Peter um, via their social accounts and email accounts, and uh, to date I haven't heard anything back from them. I mean, that's hardly surprising. We're in the midst of a worldwide pandemic, and there's probably other things on their mind. Um, But uh, if they are listening to this podcast, or someone that knows them is listening to this podcast and can give them a nudge, well, we've heard both their stories. And I suppose what would be really interesting to know is what they think of each other's story and how they would like to comment on that. That would be great. So who knows, maybe we'll be doing an extra broadcast of this podcast simply to wrap that up. Now, let's get back to the production by Madonna. Um, And it is, of course, one of the first things that she recorded with Patrick Leonard. 
Now, the pair met when he was the musical director for The Virgin Tour, which was her first world tour. And they soon after started recording the follow-up to the Like A Virgin album, uh, which became True Blue. Now, we can assume sessions for that album started as soon as they finished the tour, because Madonna performed Love Makes the World Go Round, uh, a collaboration with Patrick, at uh, Live Aid in July 1985. So I'm not exactly sure when Open Your Heart was recorded. I read somewhere that it was the first cut from the album, um, but I, I really don't know if that's true. But let's just listen to the multi-track of uh, Open Your Heart and we can sort of work out what it is exactly that Patrick brought to this already fantastic song. Now, what stands out for me are the live drums on Open Your Heart. Now, it was quite unusual in the mid-80s for a pop star to be having real drums on his or her record. Um, unless it was a band like Duran Duran or somebody like that, it was almost always a synth drum machine that was used on backing tracks for the sort of big mainstream pop songs. But Madonna had used live drums a few times on the previous album, uh, notably on Like a Virgin and Material Girl. In fact, she would go on to use live drums on most of her work in the 80s, especially especially on the Like A Prayer album. Now, the drumming on Open Your Heart is by Jonathan Moffat, and uh, this is what it sounds like isolated from the rest of the track. Now, for those of you that care, the recording has a mono track for the kick, for the snare, and also one for the hi-hat, and then there are three stereo overhead recordings as well. So most of the power in the track comes from the actual live recording rather than in post-production. Now, interestingly, the multi-track also has some synth drums on there, and it sounds to me like they're played by hand because they're not perfectly in time. Um, the hi-hat is in time, and it's probably just a sequencer, but the kick and snare are played in by hand. They're not there in the final track as much as I can hear, and so they were probably down as a bit of a demo as they started to create the track. And if you want to hear them, this is what they sound like. Now, interestingly, that's a very similar drum sound that appears on Papa Don't Preach. And it's also quite similar to the snare drum that's in Dress You Up. Now, also on the track is an absolutely fantastic live percussion. Hear this. That's played by Paulino da Costa, and if you listen really carefully, I don't know if you'll be able to hear it on this podcast, but you can actually hear him making noises in the background. It's played really precisely, as it has to be, because, of course, there's a very precise sequence bass track which runs through the track that sounds like this. I'm tempted to just let that play. I could I could listen to that all day. Um, and the tightness of this track means that the drumming and the percussion, and as you're going to hear the guitar, had to be played with absolute perfection. Now, in my opinion, Pop music was at its absolute height in the 1980s in terms of its production and its melody and its composition. And I think there's a number of reasons for this. Firstly, the people making it and performing on it, such as Madonna, were the first generation to have grown up in the entire rock and roll era. 
imagine that your formative years had been listening to the Beatles, to all the glam rock stuff, and of course all the classic rock and roll and 1970s rock. And I think that's probably why people's ears were so attuned. But I think the other reason why it's so good is because a lot of money, a lot of money was being poured into production, which meant that they could afford the very best studio facilities and the very best players. Now, if I play you the guitar track, you'll possibly hear what I mean. Now, what you're hearing there is the same guitar, but played twice, a bit of chorusing on there, and it's possibly amped as well. It sounds so good because, frankly, the guitarist is an absolute genius. His name is David Williams, and his playing might seem familiar to you. Um, here's another track that he played on for another artist. Does that sound familiar? That's the outro of Michael Jackson's Billie Jean that David Williams also played on. So basically, if you had the money, you could buy in the very best musicians to work on your record. And that meant they would give top-rate, first-class work. Uh, very important with a song like this, where the timing has to be spot on. They would do it very quickly, and the money you would then save on studio time would be of a benefit, and, and it would also help the overall track. Now, these days, you can record guitar that well by using digital technology that can make sure everything's in tune and everything in time. And that opens up the opportunities for lots of us bedroom production people to be able to make music almost as good as, as, as tracks like Open Your Heart. Obviously there's an originality to those songs from the 1980s that I think is missing today, but hey, everything changes and everything moves on. Also on the multi-track are about five or six tracks of synthesizer. I'm not going to play you each one, but uh, I'll, I'll play you a version of, of all the synthesizers playing together here. Now, that's a real staple of 80s production, that synth brass, which, if the Raffleson demo is to believe, was present on that. But of course, it doesn't matter how good the drummer, how good the guitarist, how good the percussionist, how good the synth playing, what really makes Open Your Heart is Madonna's vocal. Now, you will have heard me saying that technically Madonna is not a great singer, certainly in her pre-Evita work, and you may be wondering what I mean by that. Now, I'm no singing teacher, far from it, and if there are any singing teachers listening to this podcast that can explain it better than me, then please contact me via Twitter and I will aim to get your description across. But essentially, Madonna's 1980s singing, um, although very powerful, is not flowing very freely. She's using a lot of tension in her throat and in her mouth. 
It's a testament to Madonna's willpower that she still manages to stay in tune despite what's going on inside. Um, and I actually think that that force with which she sings those 80s songs um, is what gives them real passion and power. And if you want to know what I mean, let's listen to um, Madonna's vocal from Open Your Heart. I see you on the street and you walk on by You make me wanna hang my head down and cry If you gave me half the chance you'd see My desire burning inside of me you choose to look the other way now you can really hear the backing track uh, in the background and that would suggest that the volume in Madonna's headphones is very 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 loud which is possibly why she's singing so loudly as well she's almost shouting this song um, now I ran this vocal take through a visualizer so I can see how in tune it was I was really intrigued to know and actually she's hitting most of the notes um, where she's off is, is just a, a part of expression and there's a lot of vibrato a very consistent vibrato in the way that she's singing um, along with the double track take of this it gives a really rich sound uh, which sits underneath open your heart I think that you're afraid to look in my eyes Now, before I leave and leave you with something special to listen to, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast and thank you for helping talk about it online if that's what you've been doing because the listens for the first episode have been great and I'm really keen to to grow the audience and I will continue to do these for as, as long as they're wanted. Next week, I will be covering Madonna's music from 2000. Astonishingly, that's 20 years old this year. And if you would like to comment on anything I've spoken about, or, or Madonna in general, you can follow me on Twitter. The handle is at Inside the Groove. We're also on Instagram, at Inside the Groove One. So please follow, retweet, write comments, write reviews, and let's make this uh, podcast really popular. Um, so I'm going to play you out now with more of the Madonna vocal tracks. Uh, she also did her own backing vocals on the song, so I've done a mix down of the track with some compression and some reverb and, and what have you on it. And I'm going to play you out with the end part of the song because it just sounds great, and I hope you really enjoy listening to it. And I will speak to you again next time on Inside the Groove. Oh, watch out! Don't try to run, I can keep up with you. Nothing can stop me from trying. You've got to open your heart to me. Baby, I hold the lock and you hold the key. Open your heart to me, darling. I'll give you love if you, you turn the key. Open your heart with the key. Open your heart. I'll make you love me. It's not that hard. If you I'm just gonna get to your key, open your heart. I'll make you Come love me, baby. It's not that hard. Oh, what you, if oh, you oh, just oh, turn oh, the key, open your heart. I'll make you Come love me, baby. It's not that hard. If you oh, just oh, turn oh, the oh, key, oh, open your heart. I'll make I'm you love get to me. You. It's not mm -hmm. that hard. If you just Come turn the key. Oh, watch out, oh, watch out, oh, watch out, oh, watch out.
What's the matter? You scared of me or something? <laughs> 